Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Happy Horns and Hump Day, Pagans Tonight Radio listeners. Uh, you tune into Great Right Radio. I am not Dr. Susan. I am Michael Greywolf. And you're listening to All Acts of Love and Pleasure. Uh, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. So while we try to get those figured out, I'm going to go ahead and play a song. And, oh, let's see, what song should we play? Um, let's go ahead and play... I'm feeling kind of like an, an emerald rose mood. So we're going to go ahead and play Emerald Rose, uh, Mary Mayfolk. Hope you enjoy. On a fresh May morning, I took my love to church to see if Parson Face was properly apart. The sermon scarcely started, someone began to snore. When like a sun at sea wave, a green and crimson wave, a band of merry maple came a whooping through the door. Oh, singing, come up from in the streamers, come in with bows of May. Go green and white and trip along, the night becomes a day. Jump up and dance a tumble, jump up and duck and leap. Jump up and wake the people that the parson puts in Lads and lasses after them with feet like dancing flowers. The queen had torn her green gown and veiled her shoulder white. White as the maid that crowned her, while all the minstrels round her tilted back their crimson hats and sang for sheer delight. Love singing, come up, come in the streamers, come in with bows of May. Come green and white and trip the lawn till night becomes a day. The earth is dressed in flowers, be decked as if to wed. Go on and kiss the lady, oh, before the moment's fled. The dusky velvet hassocks were cloaked with fragrant dew. The font grew wide with hawthorn and frost in every pew. The parson's beard was frosted with a queen's authority kiss. When like a morris saber, Tumble raised his chamber, bounded to the pulpit and commenced to preach in bed. Oh, singing, come up, come in, the streamers, come in without a maid. Come green and white and drip the lawn, tonight becomes a day. We sing of life, we're risen from the Lord who shed and died. Your God's alive in green water with a lady by his side. Jump up and wake the people that the parson puts to sleep. 
Lord on the Morris Air, Pentecost our pay. The words we sing are different, but the truth's not far away. So stand with us, join hand in hand, and raise a sacred call. We sing of life arisen, we sing of glory risen, we sing that love is risen again, and love is Lord of all. Oh, singing, come up, come in with streamers, come in with bows of pay. Come green and white and drip, the lawns of night becomes a day. So dance for joy, remember, as a sing of love's reward. Raise up a cup of May wine, the lady and the Lord. Come up, come in with streamers, come in with bows of pay. From green and white and drip, the lawns of night becomes a day. So dance with joy, remember, and sing of love's reward. Raise up a cup of May wine for the lady and the Lord.
never danced before I could never move just like this Dancing in the air Titania is a starlight queen Lifting me with moonlight wings I could never dance before I could never move just like this It all started with just a kiss, bliss, dancing in the air. Moonbeams, harp strings, flutes of pan, heart strings ringing who I I could never dance before I could never move just like this It all started with just a kiss Bliss Dancing in the
go ahead and do uh, something from the Green Album, maybe. Yes. Uh, this is going to be Ginger Doss, Gaia Lives.
Again, that was Gaia Live by Ginger Doll from the Green Album. Uh, so I'm hoping we have everything worked out. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see if we can get it to load. I'm going to reload my page and see if the audio file pops up that we were hoping to play for you tonight. Uh, we were hoping to play a rebroadcast of our episode on sexism in paganism from 2016, I think is when the episode was from. Now let me see, is it there? Uh, no. <laughs> it's not there. It's still sort of processing. <laughs> so, if it doesn't finish processing, I, I, I do apologize, friends. Hopefully, next time it can get everything worked out before the show. Usually, it just goes really quick and can get everything uploaded and ready to go. But it is Mercury in retrograde. So, there's that. But, anyways, I'm glad you decided to join us today. Well, join me. Uh, you know, we are, the show is all acts of love and pleasure. And we talk about sex, sexuality, and relationships. LGBTQ issues and more, all from a pagan perspective. We will hopefully be back in two weeks with a regularly scheduled show. Uh, Susan has some ideas on what she wants to cover, so we're going to you know, get in touch and talk about that and get everything ready. Uh, but if you have any suggestions for you know, guests you'd like for us to have on, or books you'd like for us to review, or Heck, even any movies that you'd like for us to review, um, or any type of media, you know, please give us a call. Please, I was going to say give us a call, but please email us at actsofloveandpleasure at gmail.com. You can follow us at Twitter at loveandpleasure, that's L-U-V and pleasure, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash love, and that's love spelled L-O-V-E, the regular way. Well, let me take a quick look. Is it processing? Is it? And so let me go ahead and play uh, another song. Uh, let's see, some Tuatha Dea sounds good. Let me see. This is Corner by Tuatha Dea.
That was Tuatadea. Uh, I believe it's, the song's actually called The Hunt, so we actually have it listed as something else. Um, that song was actually suggested by our station manager, Pam, who's been helping me you know, try to fix these issues we've been having. But, you know, hopefully, you know, we've gone through and, you know, tried to fix a few things. Mercury. <laughs> but, yes, uh, you know, and I'm so glad she decided she suggested that song because it actually it brings back memories from PSG. Oh, good, good times. So many good times. And I'm a little sad I'm not going to be at PSG this year because uh, this last year, Tuatadea did not make it to PSG. They were actually touring. Uh, I, think, was, I think they were in Ireland around that time. <laughs> I can't remember. But they are actually going to be back this year for PSG. I was actually looking at the web page for Pagan Spirit Gathering, and there were there's going to be quite a few people back this year for Pagan Spirit Gathering, uh, musician-wise. There's obviously Tuatha uh Arthur Hines on the Round Table will be at PSG, and the Round Table is Arthur Hines, I believe, his son and daughter-in-law. Uh, Celia is going to be back. I'm so happy she wasn't there last year. Uh, and Ginger Doss and Linda Millard will be at PSG this year. Spiral Rhythm and Tuatha Dea. So, oh, so many good fans and, well, I'm, and new people who, who I haven't seen. And I'm pretty sure they've been in the past. So, and let's see, who else is going to be at PSG this year? Uh, Presenter-wise, you know, Selena Fox is always an amazing presenter at PSG. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Jaina T. Beachy. Gina? Gina. Gina. Yeah. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I butchered your name. Uh, Gus Deserga? Hmm. I will have to look up these people because I have not heard of them. And a group called Thunder Sirens, which I had not heard of, but looking at the picture that they have on the site, I'm like, I know these people. <laughs> they are PSG attendees. So one of them looks like Shaman Bob. So that should be interesting. And if you're interested in attending PSG, uh, you have until the 14th of April for the, I think this is the second cutoff for, well, second early registration deadline. Um, I believe there was one earlier in the year, uh, which was a lot cheaper. But you have until April 14th, uh, adults are 240, youth are 90, and children are 20, 20 bucks. And youth counts as 12 to 17, in case we're warning. So if you're 18, you count as adults. <laughs> and then on the 15th, it goes up to 265 for adults, 100 for youth, and 30 for children. And I think there, there yeah, there's one more. Uh, cutoff date. Uh, I think it's April, not May 15th through June 6th is the last bracket to register for PSG, and it goes up to 290 for adults, and youth are 100, and children are again 30 bucks. So let me take a look and see if it has finished processing. Did it finish processing? No. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and play another song. I hope you're enjoying the music. 
And let's see. Let's go ahead and get some S.J. Tucker. Let's see. We're, this is S.J. Tucker, 1157, um, from the Green Album.
powers of earth, sea and sky, of dragon and fairy, and shades of the night, hear the call of our ancestors of blood and bone. In the eye of the storm, your 
Cassian sky of dragon and fairy in shades of the night. We call to our ancestors of blood and bone. Of womb and tomb and standing stone. Lady, stir your cauldron well. Chant your words and sing your spell. Deep within this darkened hall, hear the goddess carried when called. Come and taste of the cauldron's brew and magic she will give to you. You will dance in the eye of the storm, your Keridwen's children, the cauldron born. Oh, lady, stir your cauldron well, chant your words and sing your spell. Deep within this darkened hall, hear the goddess Keridwen call. Come and taste of the cauldron's brew and magic she will give to you. You will dance in the eye of the storm, your Keridwen's children, the cauldron born. You're the cauldron born, cauldron born. Welcome back. Uh, the song, let's see, what was it? We put? Oh, yeah, it was, <laughs> I had a bit of a, of a brain fart. We had S.J. Tucker, uh, 1157 from the Green Album before, and that that just ended was Dav the Bard, uh, Cauldronborn. Oh, good song, good song. Oh, and I've been trying to think of something to talk about while, you know, we were listening to music. And, you know, I plugged PSG just a little, go, a little bit ago, and... You know, if you have any events coming up that you would like for us to review or anything like that, you know, or maybe plug, please, you know, send us an email at all acts of love and pleasure. Wait, no, it's acts of love and pleasure. Sorry, there's no all. <laughs> Someone else took that email. <laughs> but it's acts of love and pleasure at gmail.com. So sorry, so sorry. Uh, I was thinking, you know, I can go ahead and plug a couple events that are happening later in the year that have early registration right now. And one of them is a gathering I went to for the first time this past September called Between the Worlds, a spiritual gathering for men who love men. Uh, Between the Worlds has been going on for, oh my gosh, quite a few years. I can't, you know, I, I can't think of when it first happened, but it's over 10 years. And I think, actually, one of the big anniversaries is coming up. They have something planned for that. But and, but each year, uh, Between Worlds, they feature a different uh, patron deity. And last year's was Agni, which was, you know, it was a lot of fun. And this year's is Velus, who is a Slavic, god, Slavic deity. But let me give you some details. Uh, cost for registration right now is $150 a person until June 30th. 
Uh, it goes up to 175 on the 1st of July through August uh, 12th. And I believe that's when they cut off registration for the event. Uh, the event happens, you know, I had the date. Where did the date go? <laughs> oh, the droids of Mercury Retrograde. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the dates are September 10th through September 15th. And that takes place in, um, I, guess you, I guess you would call it rural um, Ohio. It's lovely site. Oh, it's it's not the Wisteria site, that's right, uh, which is a beautiful site. It used to be a site for um, TSG in the past. Uh, TSG and Wisteria, they went their separate ways. And Wisteria does a few events of their own throughout the year. But, you know, again, Schoenstein, I'm really hoping I'm able to go this year. Uh, I, oh, a little bit of news. I, in the last couple of episodes, I said I was looking for a job. I have found one. So I'm like, oh, please let me save, be able to save up the money to be able to make it to one event this year. Uh, but another uh, event that I can plug right now is uh, Stone and Stang, which is being put on by the brothers of my tradition, the brothers of the Unnamed Path. Uh, this one takes place in California, and this one is in October, uh, October 5th to the 8th. Uh, the theme for this year's Stone and Stang is Into the Cauldron, Silence and Renewal. And I can't find the prices. There's a couple of different prices for this event. The actual like, ticket for the event, I believe, is fairly cheap, and I can't find it. Uh, radio, <laughs> live radio. But for information on Stone and Stang, you can go to stoneandstang.com. And for Between the Worlds, sorry, and for Between the Worlds, it's uh, betweentheworlds.org. Uh, so there's a couple of events right there. And I can't think of anything else. And there's obviously uh, our two big gatherings here in Texas. Uh, the Beltane uh, Council of Magical Arts gathering is going to be happening in like a Gosh, two weeks, and we had really hoped to do a special event from there, but again, because new job, I can't get the time off, unfortunately. So, but I hope to get someone on the show who went who can talk to us about some of this stuff. Because I looked at some of their events, and they actually have had a couple of guest speakers who I was like, wow, this stuff is right up our alley. <laughs> Maybe we can get a hold of them and bring them on the show. You know, I'm going to make a note for us to look into that. All right. I think I popped your ears off just long enough at the moment. So let me play another song for us. Let me see. Let's do... Ooh. Let's, see. Let's play some Dragon Ritual Drummers. Let me see if I can pull them up really quick. And, hmm, let me see. This one is Simon. Oh, this one was a good I played this one for um, my other show, Walking Down Main Path. The Dragon Retro Drummers, uh, Bombay, Bollywood, Bop. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. 
Again, that was Dragon Retro Drummers, Bombay, Bollywood Bob. That's just very fun to say. <laughs> oh, gosh. And it looks like, wow, I made it to the end of the hour. <laughs> so I hope everyone has had a nice night listening to some music. Sorry, again, for the technical difficulties. Uh, but hopefully we'll get everything worked out. And uh, Dr. Susan and I will be back in two weeks uh, with a brand new show for y'all. Let me see. I don't see any notes from Dr. Susan on events. Uh, But as always, feel free to check out our page. Uh, All Acts of Love. Sorry. It's www.facebook.com slash All Acts Love. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And if you have any if you have any questions, oh well, yeah, if you have any questions or if you have any topics or ideas you'd like for us to cover, please email us at acts of love and pleasure. I got that right that time. And let me go ahead and plug uh, next. What is it? Next Saturday. Yep, next Saturday, April fourteenth is a new episode of Walking Down Lane Path, my other podcast on the Pagan Tonight Radio Network. Uh, we will be talking about relationships, one of the things that we talked about on this show. And we're going to be talking, it's going to be kind of a roundtable discussion. Uh, my Two of my brothers will be joining me and my guest uh, co-host, um, our was getting tongue-tied, will be joining us and we will be talking about you know, the changing types of relationships in the trying to get my words in order. The changing type of relationships that we see in modern I guess a little bit of modern paganism and also just the queer community. Um, we'll be talking about, you know, monogamous relationships, polyamorous relationships, open relationships, uh, as many different types of relationships we can think of. <laughs> And that is going to be at 2 p.m. on, again, Saturday, April 14th, 2 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, I think that's noon over, like, in California and, like, 3 over in Florida. (laughs) So hopefully you'll be able to join us live. And, you know, stay tuned because we have – there's actually going to be a brand-new episode of Petals and Potions coming up with Maggie the Green and Jewel. I think I see them in the green room, maybe. Yeah. Are you there? <laughs> maybe. Yes, better. <laughs> so to you know, let me yeah, let me do you know, it's always nice to have a nice tra- nice transitional song. So, let's do something nice and fun. And if I can pull something up. There we go. This is Fire Rhythm Rise Up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up, you pagan children, rise up.
So, um, do you want to get started? Where you want to start at? We have so many things that um, we want to talk about tonight. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, yeah. Just identifying blue, and you know, I really like that we're doing this series on on color. Um, I hope that it, it's helping everyone kind of get the feel for um, just the organization of the world around us and, and using color as a way to transmit energy. Yes. Um, even though we didn't go in order, which kind of bugs my OCD to no end, but even though we didn't go in order <laughs> – you know, each each color is represents something unique and totally different, and you need you really need each color in spell work. You know, depending on what you want to do and what you want to accomplish with it. You know, and yes, blue, especially blue, um, because when you do create spells or you make spells. Um, you know, you yeah, you are communicating to the energy, or to the energy, to the universe, to whatever you believe in. Um, whether it's you know whether you're just communicating it by intention, thought, you know, writing it down, or more complex ways, or speaking aloud. I personally, I whenever I do stuff like that, I if I can, if I'm comfortable, I, I like to speak aloud um, because words have power. Um, your your words have power. All words have power. Right, pretty much everything that you um speak is is power. And so um you know, you have to be really careful about how you're speaking, what you're speaking, what your intentions are with what you're speaking because that is um genuinely one of the strongest ways to alter a vibration because that's what sound is. It is a vibration that travels infinitely. Yes, um and and that's why I feel a lot of people um a lot of people are really really careless with their words or you know, don't really uh aren't really aware of what they're what they're saying and and it's, right, it's and then really even crazy. when you're even when you're just like um like singing along with a song that may have like a negative mm-hmm. connotation, oh, yeah, yep. like they're not aware, like, but then they listen to the song and then they sing the song and then they manifest that same negativity into their life, whereas the yep. same is true <laughs> for um for a positive song like you know um I'm gonna sing like a happy song. Where there is some major sirens going on here. Sorry about that. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you know, you sing along with a happy song, and then before you know it, you're manifesting like happy things into your life. So it's the same kind of um, general thought process. Yes, but also on the flip side of that, you know, you can also release some negative energy uh, through singing along with certain songs, you know, and it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword and there's, you know, like for me, uh, whenever I would get really, really upset when I was really younger, I would listen to the same angry songs over and over and over again. And I would just sing along and I knew all the words and I'd sing along and sing along and sing along and sing along every time I felt mad. And then eventually it did, you know, 
those things started kind of happening and uh, happening more and more often, and I was just in a never-ending cycle of negativity. But on the flip side of that, if you're singing, if you are a little more balanced in your life like I am, and you just happen to get angry and you need a way to release it, then going on a drive and turning your music up and just belting out the, that, those, those words can really, really help you release that negative energy. But the thing is, you can't, you can't hold on to it. You know, you, you release it, you belt it out, you feel it, and you let it go. That's and then you let it go. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You'll be able to let it go. Right, right. So I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration, though, is that, you know, when you're, everything you say has power, you know, everything you say, everything you say. So if you're constantly, like, saying or complaining and being negative, you're putting that out into the universe, and and it reverberates, Right. Right. Yes. Kind of brings up some things that that you've been experiencing this week, not in you personally, but like a situation that you had this week. Oh yes, I had a quite a bit of drama this week. Mer- <laughs> Mercury retrograde, you know. But um, I, I, though I, I am glad that um, it kind of did bring to light the quality, you know, some people's character, you know, because if, if people have um, a really negative character and stuff like that, then I, I would rather it be brought up to light so then I don't even have to deal with it anymore, you know. So um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. So earlier this week, um, an old acquaintance of mine um, friended me on a different page of of theirs it was they had they had a main page and then they had uh, a secondary page which they had recently friended me on and they said that they were a the the page was um they were a crafty ec- eclectic pagan um and when i first met this person uh like 2 years ago they told me they were raised Christian and that they were pagan. Or no, they weren't pagan. They were Wiccan, specifically Wiccan. Right. They were in a, yeah, they were in a coven, the a uh, very large coven that I don't associate with. Um, well, because I'm I'm not Wiccan, but uh, they were they were Wiccan and they were in a large coven and, uh, you know, I I thought they were kind of cool. I was in a new area, just trying to make some friends, you know. Right. So. I hung out with this person, we didn't vibe, did not connect, um, pretty much basically constantly talked about themselves the entire time, and I just wasn't feeling the vibe, you know. So, right. so we were friends on Facebook, we never, you know, we never um, hung out again, and and they asked me to be in their wedding, and... Um, as a, cause they were going to have a, a pagan wedding. Right. And, uh, after not speaking to me for years, basically. Um, so I felt like it was more just as a, an accessory, you know, just to be used as right, an accessory. Yeah. 
which is never fun. Um, but that's just a bit of backstory. So um, this person uh, friended me on their, their alternate Facebook, their Crafty Eclectic Pagan, and it caught my eye because they posted something recently about Christianity. And they were posting stuff about um, Bible verses and stuff about how a whole post about how they went into a Catholic church and they bypassed Jesus and went straight to God and that God was talking directly to them. And that really rustled my jimmies really bad. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely. Mainly be- mainly because, um, first of all, if you're a pagan, if you're a Wiccan, if you're pagan, then you, you believe in multiple deities, correct? Right. You're, um, you know, uh, it's uh, polytheistic, right? Uh, paganism is polytheistic. I mean, I don't... Uh, you you generally believe in um more than one god or pantheon of gods or demigods gods you know there's uh you know lots of different ways to categorize it but generally pagans are polytheistic uh, I'm not gonna say all of them are but for the most part I mean there are a couple of um you know goddess centric sects and things like that but. For the most part, uh, pagans are polytheistic generally. Yeah, as we, you know, we're. I think I think we know what we're talking about. You know, we're here on the Pagans Unite Radio Network, <laughs> right? Um, right. And we've been in we've been in the p- pagan community and the basically the non-Christian, the non non-Abrahamic religion community. I've been in, not in that community my entire life. Like I have never. I was, I you know, you raised me. I was not, I was never raised Catholic or Christian or any kind of Abrahamic religion. I was raised pagan. Person who was raised pagan, um, it was, it's, it is simultaneously very, very difficult and also very, very freeing because I have an outsider's perspective on Abrahamic religions and stuff. But that's that's a whole different, that's a different conversation. <laughs> Right, right. But really, uh, you know, we have family. We have family that um, are Catholic, and we're raised in the Catholic Church. Right. So, you know, we we know about the Catholic Church. Right, um, and and not only that, but you know, I've always been very, um, you know, big on uh, respecting other people's beliefs. You know, because yeah. part of um, the way that I've taught you is that everyone has to find their own um, path to spirituality. And so we don't mm-hmm. necessarily, I've never tried to, like, denigrate other people's religions um, oh, or no. disrespect them. Uh, you know, you can explore it and, and choose for yourself, but at the same time, you don't disrespect other people's religions regardless of whether they disrespect you or not, you know, because everybody has their own path and and everybody finds their own way and and a lot of times when people are negative towards your religion, it's really a reflection of them. Yeah. So. 
But wouldn't when she did when she said that post about how she basically bypassed Jesus and not even to mention Mother Mary, uh, that I was offended for Catholics. Like, how are you going to go? Right, right. It did. It did seem very disrespectful. Um, I thought to. To um go into a sacred space and 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 basically downgrade that sacred space and say, you know, I'm here and I'm gonna, you know, do what I feel like I wanna do in your sacred space. Yes. Exactly. It, you know what I mean? It, it's it's kinda it like, was, well, hold on a second. I'm not saying that you can't have your own beliefs. I'm not saying that you can't you know, explore Catholicism, but yeah, to go can. into a please Catholic do. church learn. and disrespect their sacred space, because that is their sacred space. That's the thing. Whether you like it or not, or whether you agree with it or not, that is somebody's sacred space. And so, you know, I feel like that was like uh, just a very, very uh, immature, for one thing. It was extremely immature of her to do that and and definitely disrespectful and um especially considering the fact that she went there supposedly like looking for guidance and then mm-hmm. was like right. you know and, and so I feel like that that whole experience was maybe um the universe telling you know brought that into your sphere so that you could mm-hmm. say to her what you said. Right. Because after after I read that and after that happened, um, I made a post on my own personal page saying that, um, you know, paganism is not Abrahamic religions, you know. You can, and I, I firmly believe that people should explore their own path, and but you can do so in a way that is respectful to what you're trying to learn about, you know. Right, right. And then and, when you know we 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 got into the conversation where you had said, you know, well, I just I don't agree with what you know you you posted. Basically, you you said that on your page, and then. Yeah. He came back onto your page and then started posting stuff like, well, I know what I'm talking about because I have a friend that is a Hindu or something nonsensical like that. And I was, I was very, she she <laughs> I was very telling. She, yeah, she said that, that she knew all about Hinduism because she had friends that were Hindu. And then she said that she had been Hindu for a year. And been practicing Hinduism for a year when she had just said that she was pagan for a year, uh, like our uh, Wiccan, right? Like she so, just yeah, she definitely was she was definitely confused. And um, I'm just really proud of you for speaking up and and really, um, you know, speaking up for just a general disrespect of you know religious systems of all like. Religions. She was right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these religions. She was. She was saying that Hinduism is monotheistic, which is right, incorrect. Yeah. 
Right, and you know there is a debate on is Hindu uh, ultimately monotheistic or polytheistic, whereas the general majority are, you know, it is polytheistic. They have uh, lower gods and upper gods, and that you know beyond that there is um, universal source and things like that. But generally, yeah, but that doesn't bypass. That doesn't bypass their the the lower god, right? So that would technically be the the that would technically be polytheistic, and you know, uh, your friend that commented like understood, you know, um, he said yeah, it's definitely polytheistic, and and really, if you want to look at the history of like modern Hinduism, you know. Um, it wasn't even questioned as monotheistic until British invasion of India. Yeah. Where, you know, they wanted to convert the Hindus to Christianity and basically approached the idea that they were monotheistic. Ultimately, they were monotheistic, and therefore if they could get them to agree to be monotheistic then they could um, be more readily able to convert them to Christianity. I mean, that's just the history of it. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, it was just basically um, uneducated, you know, disrespect of multiple religions. And, you know, if you don't know about something, it's okay to not know about something. If you do know about something – then it's okay to say that you do know about something, you know? And for me, as someone who's had to, you know, watch you and myself fight for my own sacred spaces to worship as a pagan in, you know, the ru- the rural south, uh, it's, it's, it's been very, very hard. And it's it's something that people, you know, don't really understand people can't really understand unless they've had to experience them themselves, you know? Right, exactly. And that's something that we've been fighting for for a long time is, you know, that to protect our own sacred spaces as pagans. I mean, it wasn't even until, like, the 50s that pagans could even nominally practice in public. And as a matter of fact, most pagans today are still in the broom closet, and and yep. don't come out and talk about their spirituality in public. And um, even me, when I was running for city council, I was very worried about talking about my own um, spiritual path because I was afraid of getting um, attacked. And as a matter of fact, I did end up getting attacked in our local newspaper yep. um, because I am a pagan. So... Um, I feel like it's very important as pagans that we, you know, stand up for things like that. When we see people, like, being disrespectful to sacred spaces, you know, we say, hey, look, this is not cool. You know, even if that's not my sacred space, um, I believe that you should definitely respect all people's sacred spaces, you know. I I don't want, like, I don't want people to go around thinking that they have the right to disrespect other people's sacred spaces, regardless of of the context of that sacred space. Uh, Yeah, I agree. And um, I I was, I was really, really glad I was able to 
stand up for, you know, what I felt was right, for speaking up for what I felt was right, you know. Speaking up is all about, uh, you know, the the blue chakra and all about communication and how you communicate and stuff like that, you know, which is the topic of our show, which is why I wanted to bring it up. And it, it wasn't always easy for me to speak up about what I felt was right. Right, absolutely. You know, for, absolutely. for a long I mean, time. I think that's thing, yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Is 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 really like finding their voice and speaking up. Yeah, and uh I for for a long time whenever I tried to speak up about something that I felt was you know, wrong or felt that, you know, something that should be stood up for. Uh, For a long time, I couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. I didn't have the self-confidence. I didn't have that conviction. I didn't have that solid sense of self. And, you know, in working on myself and my own own, uh, aura healing and my own chakra healing, um, particularly the solar plexus, the yellow chakra, which is where your um your 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 sense of you know self confidence is um and working with that and healing that more and more, I've found that I have been able to speak up more and i i am it's like I feel more solid within myself, you know it's like you have to have a solid foundation really in order to really uh elevate those higher chakras kind of because the blue chakra your throat chakra is is the first is the first chakra on the way to it's like the first one of the of the higher chakras you know what how are you going going to um i don't know i was going to say something but then i forgot but it's okay yeah no you're right but and and that's the thing is like um really coordinating all of, all of your colors and understanding um what they relate to and um you know using different magical systems um because that's what I consider chakra I consider chakra not necessarily like a religion um you know I, it is aspects of different religions but I I consider like chakra to be a magical system. So, for example, like um, I'm pretty sure that you use chakra in Reiki, which is a magical system. It's not necessarily a religion, but like a spiritual um, thing. And, and yeah. doing that and, and lining up your colors and feeling balanced all the way through and balancing each individual chakra and finding the strength in all of those individual chakras um, is really important to uh, finding that <clears throat> finding that balance within your life. And, and really that relates to, you know, being your best you and manifesting your desires and manifesting what you want out of life. Um, and that also relates to... Um, <clears throat> finding, you know, your soul purpose and and things like that. So I think this blue chakra is extremely um, important in that that whole um, 
you know, web of life, you know, life around you in the universe and your place in it. And your communications with other people as well and your interactions with other people. You know, right. it's, you know, our how whole life revolves around really communicating important. with other people. I mean, really. Yeah. Because you communicate with other people all day, every day, no matter who you are or what kind of job you have or what kind of um, religion you practice or spiritual things that you practice or whatever. Every single part of our lives, like, revolve around our interactions with other humans. Yeah, I mean, you know, very, very, very few people uh, don't interact with human beings uh, on a on a daily basis. You know, the majority of right. us do. Right. I mean, um, and and that kind of makes sense because, for example, um, the monks that uh, do self um, exclusion, where they will go to like a. a a um a cave or something like that and exclude themselves from daily life of other um you know from other monks and things like that it's like they exclude themselves to to find higher meaning and higher power and it's it's a way to study without the distraction of other energies around you so but they believe that by doing that they're helping humanity as a whole Right, and you know, there's there's healthy ways to communicate as well, and there's unhealthy ways to communicate. You know, there's there's the overactive, there's the overactive throat chakra, which for me, you know, chakras I believe are just points of energy in your body that relate to your soul and stuff. But um, you know, there can be an overactive throat chakra where you just basically just you know constantly talk without any regard to other people, or you know you communicate very negatively or very angrily or aggressively, um, stuff like that. And then there's the underactive throat chakra, which was me for a long time, which was, you know, never speaking up for yourself, never, um, you know, speaking out for other people and stuff like that. That was, that was me for a long time. Right. I'm pretty loud. Like I, I've always been really loud. Like, I've like even when I was a kid I was really loud. <laughs> so I don't I think I've always had like an overactive <laughs> blue chakra. Yeah, and it in in relating chakra to like other stuff, you know, how you communicate is really important to how you communicate with your spouse, how you communicate with your friends and what kind of you know, your tone of voice, you know, what kind of what kind of words do you use when you're trying to convey something you know it's and and even just something as simple as as um like will you go to the store for me you know asking in a calm tone of voice will you go to the store for me um asking permission if they will you know asking if they will do that and then um i need you to go to the store for me right now Right. They both mean the same thing. They're both saying the same thing, basically, but even stuff as simple as the kind of words that you use and the tone of voice that you use is, is really, it, it means a lot. It means a lot more than you think. 
Right. No, totally. It definitely um, is a lot more than you think. And uh, that's one of those reasons why I have sometimes have a hard time, like, texting and messaging with people. Like, I don't always feel like I get um, my intention across. Um, and so I'll just call them and and be like, can we just talk about this? <laughs> Let's just talk about yeah. it really quick because I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding. You know, I really love the Internet and how it brings people together. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of miscommunications on the Internet because you you don't get that inflection. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people listening can relate to some kind of time where they've had a miscommunication via text or the Internet or whatever. I'm pretty sure everyone who uses these services Right, where you may have heard, like, you read it in in a snarky voice, but that's not how they meant it or (laughs) something like that. Or maybe you thought they were just being... They were just being funny or something like that, and they were not. They were being snarky and rude. You know, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, Plenty you know, instantly. Miscommunication. Awkward. Right, definitely. Definitely miscommunication there. So um, that's really fun, though, is to, like, really think about how you communicate and the way that um, you create and you manifest through communicating. So right. this is all about blue, blue. So let's talk about your blue stones. My blue stones? Okay. Well, oh, hold on one second. These... What? Hold on one second. Before you talk about that, I wanted to tell everyone that we had a question. Somebody wrote to us and asked us a question, and I don't know if like I'm gonna um throw the question out there and then I want you to talk about your blue stones and then we can talk about the question. Okay. Okay. So um this is really exciting. It was the very first um fan question that we've had or whatever. And somebody asked, How do you make a crystal elixir? How do you make a crystal elixir? And the reason why they asked how do you make a crystal elixir is because they were afraid to put they were afraid that their stones would um, blanch or would lose color and things like that if they made a crystal elixir so I'm not a huge uh, crystal person but I did some digging and I just wanted to like tell um, our fan thank you so much for reaching out to us and asking us this question and uh, kind of go, we'll go through it, like, you know, in a little bit. I just wanted to, like, throw that question out there. And if oh, anybody has an answer that they would like to call in and talk to us and tell us how do they make crystal elixirs or why they would make a crystal elixir, the um, number to call in is 347-308-8222. Again, that call-in number is 347-308-8222. So tell me about your blue crystals that you have tonight. Um, okay. I will talk about my blue, my, my blue uh, stones tonight. Um, the first one I want to talk about is aquamarine. And aquamarine is the birthstone for March, which I did not know. Yes, it is. 
because I'm unaware of things sometimes. <laughs> you know, both I have two brothers that are born in March, so I I, I feel like I should have known that that was their birthstone, but I, I did not. But that's okay. And every time I think about aquamarine and, you know, the the type of stone it is and what kind of properties it has, I always think about Luke because, you know, my, my brother, mm-hmm. because he he's just, it's like if he was a crystal, this would be him. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Tell me more about it. Well, you know, aquamarine is it's the birthstone stone for March. It's a very kind of like a, a blue green. It's like um but it's like a light. It's like a light blue green. You know, it's very pretty. Mm, it's fairly pretty. Um, very pretty. And it's yeah, and it's very it's aquamarine has always been associated with the sea. Um and and water, but particularly the sea. Like I think um people or sailors or whatever would think that uh, mermaids had uh, aquamarine or something like that or it came from aquamarine oh and they would also I think they would also um, sailors would carry aquamarine with them for protection out on the sea because it's it's so associated with with the sea but Mm -hmm. also it's also a great great crystal to use for fear of speaking Oh, which is you know you know a communication thing um and if you if you want oh and it's also a um if you use it for love you can use it for love and and certain kinds of of ways i don't know it's just every time i think about it i just think about luke and it's hard to explain luke he's he's you know he's a pisces so yeah, definitely. He is he is a full blown Pisces. Like he literally embodies every aspect of Pisces that I can possibly think of. He's dreamy and daydreams and he's a water. He's definitely a water sign and he can be sensitive but he's always he has a big the one. Huh? He has a big heart. What? I miss it. I'm sorry. I said he has a big heart. He definitely has a big heart. That's exactly what I was just getting ready to say. He he has a big heart, and he's always that one that everyone, all his friends go to when they have a yeah. problem or they need to talk. Yeah, so think about all that, but in the form of a stone. <laughs> That's basically right. what Alpha Right, so aquamarine is basically the stone of Pisces. So if you want to be more like a Pisces, you should get an aquamarine. Is that right? I, I, I well, I think it would really help Luke in particular because you know he has sometimes he gets anxious with the speaking and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this, but this stone, this stone can help you with that though. It can help you with um, lack of creativity or lack of you know communication it can help with communication it can help you overcome a, a fear of speaking so it's like if you feel nervous about speaking in front of um 
crowds and stuff, like teachers. Um, teachers commonly would wear aquamarine around their necks so that they can, you know, and people who need to speak in front of groups of people, you know, it helps. So that's really good for, you know, blue, your throat chakra and and, and communicating and stuff. And it's and it's a lovely stone and if you need help communicating, I would I would highly recommend it. That's so, awesome. That is so awesome. I, I really like that. That's that's super cool. And and, and that just goes to show you really um how uh there's so many things in nature that were created that affect our lives in such a big way. You know what I mean? And that kind of goes along with the whole um, point or the whole intention of Petals and Potions, which is better living through nature. Yes. And also, you know, respecting nature and coexisting with nature and, you know, stuff like that. Or the point of the show. Awesome. That's so awesome. So, um, what else? Huh? Well, the the next I wanted to talk about the next stone I have. I only have two tonight. Okay, what do you got? Uh, what do you got for us next? Um, the next stone I have is a blue stone, and it is one of uh Nona's favorite stones. Nona. We always got to talk about Nona, and yes, that is, I know which one you're talking about. I know exactly what yep. you're going to say is Nona's favorite stone. Yep, it's turquoise. Turquoise. Although she, she might tell you that turquoise. her favorite stone is, is emerald. She might, but, but she wears too much turquoise to say that this is not one of her favorite stones. She, she may say emerald, but she loves turquoise. She really does. And you know what? It looks so good on her. Turquoise she looks wears fantastic with her skin coloring. It does. And she wears it all the time. She, I, when, when she was up here last time, I swear she said that turquoise was her favorite color. I mean, she, she wears turquoise, like turquoise colors. She wears turquoise jewelry. She, she loves turquoise, regardless of what she says. <laughs> She does, but, and it just, you know, it's a good color for her, I think. I think it's, like, almost empowering for her to wear turquoise. Yeah, which would make sense, because turquoise is turqu- turquoise is a very ancient stone, and it has been long used since before the times of ancient Egypt. It's It's been long revered for its power and its beauty. Um, you know, the ancient Egyptians used it, uh, you know, 6,000 years ago, 7,000 years ago. Um, the, the Aztec Indians used it, Native Americans used it, uh, in, in their jewelry and for a lot of reasons. And, um, it's, and it, turquoise is a really good healer. It's a, it's, it's a really good, um, stone that can be used for healing. Oh, and it's also programmable. Uh, turquoise is one of those that is programmable where you can set intentions on like uh, what you want it to be used for kind of 
Um, and it's a, it's a beautiful color, and it's, you know, it's associated with both water and air, um, and it's it's very it's a very bright stone, and it has a very a very bright, vibrant kind of energy, as well. It, it's definitely very vibrant. So it's one of those uh, time old, you know, kind of classic, only because it's been used for so long kind of stones that can really, really help you in, in a lot of different ways, especially concerning, you know, communication because it is blue and uh, and healing and healing your throat chakra and stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. I like turquoise. I, I've uh, had some turquoise jewelry. I have worn, I have a couple of pairs of um, turquoise earrings and a turquoise necklace. I was always drawn to that when I was younger. It always yeah. made me think of like desert. Yeah, because it's commonly found in the desert. <laughs> right, right. Or it has and been. I, I have this like I have this uh, long lost love affair with the desert. So. Yeah. So, what do you have to say about the crystal elixirs? Okay. So what so one of the reasons why you may want to use a crystal elixir is um for healing. Okay, on, so you want to Hold on. Before you I'm okay. sorry, before you go any before you go any fur, further for people who may not know, what is a crystal elixir? Okay, so a crystal elixir is basically infusing water with the energy from a crystal Mm -hmm. for whatever purpose you want. Now, obviously, there are some crystals that you cannot do this with. In medical disclaimer, this is not to be used in place of medical advice or seeing a doctor or taking medications or diagnosing any illnesses. <laughs> yeah, so you can't sue us if you do anything wrong. <laughs> right, right. Don't stop taking your medicine and start drinking crystal elixirs and then get mad at us. Um, you know, or, you know, they it may work. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm not allowed to say whether it'll work or not. I'm just saying, you know, do your research and um, consult your physician. So. <laughs> um, I totally forgot about that, too. Right. But, okay, so what was this thing? Oh, crystals. So, you know, crystals have been used for um, millennia for all kinds of different things, you know, they're found in nature. So obviously humans would be like, okay, what is this natural thing and how do I use it? And they've, you know, tried different things out. And there's um, lots and lots of um, websites out there and um, things like that. If you're, this is something that you're really interested in or you want to um, learn more about healing with crystals. Okay. So, and a crystal elixir is basically infusing the energy and intention of that crystal into uh, water, 
basically. So why wouldn't you be able to do it with all crystals? Um, okay, so the reason why you do not want to do it with just any crystal is that some crystals and um, some rocks are t- obviously toxic. You can't ingest really? them. Yes, some. So, oh, so you there are some. You wouldn't think, but there are um, different compounds that make up different kinds of crystals. Like, obviously, there there are some crystals and stones that contain asbestos and arsenic and copper oh. and aluminum and zinc and, um, you know, the things that give those crystals and stones all their pretty colors are not always yeah. safe for you to ingest, right? Oh, so, like, mercury, right. some could have sulfur, um you know, aluminum oxide, you know, barium, all these different chemicals, obviously. And, you know, there's always the, there's always um, the risk that it could be radioactive, um, you know, specifically like granites. Granites tend to um, emit radon. And uh, so, you know, you want to be aware um of Don't things like that. Right. Right. And you know there's lots and lots and lots of free information out there, absolutely 100% free, and um you can get by lots of books. I mean, there's uh you know, tons and tons of books out there on um all kinds of rocks and stones and crystals and and how you can use them and how you can't use them. So um, I was really, like, uh, surprised by this question because, um, like, I haven't thought about making crystal elixirs in a really long time. Like, I I have um, done that before, and I've done it with, like, um, like lunar charged stones and things like that. But... um, I haven't really thought about that in a while. So I thought this was a really great question. And the reason why this person wants to make a crystal elixir is because they're having um, nerve pain that's causing migraines. Right. And um, they haven't, you know, they've sought medical attention, but basically what the situation is is that the doctor is saying, you know, there's nothing we can do about it, and you basically just have to be in pain. So they're trying to find alternative methods. So they're they have consulted their physician. They are um, their physician says you know there's no medication that you can take for this and you just have to suffer. And they're not taking that for an answer. So they're going to try other methods of pain relief as well. Well, good for them. That's what I said. Good for them. You know, I mean, who wants to? Nobody wants to like live a life of pain. And a lot of times the medical community, even especially now with um, the opioid scare, um, living with any kind of chronic pain, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of relief. And you really, it's really not good to, um, for your body to be on painkillers like all day, every day for your whole life either. No, it's not. Right, so she's just trying to find, like, an alternative method for um, nerve pain relief. So she, and it's actually um, somebody that I know, and um, 
she reached out to us and said, hey, you know, can you help me because I'm tired of being in pain. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a struggle that many of us face, and it's a struggle that's really hard to overcome. And you know, it's a struggle that different people need different answers to. You know, and like like for me, I've been, you know, once I quit doing some stuff that was really bad for my body. Um, for me, um, what has helped me, um, other than, you know, healing my emotional trauma and, uh, healing my, um, my chakras and stuff like that and going to to mental therapy. For physical therapy, um, I, you know, I quit smoking cigarettes for one thing, um, I very rarely drink soda, I, I am currently basically pescatarian because I do sometimes eat fish, uh, but I don't eat any red meat and stuff like that. I drink water. Um, I don't drink, I very rarely drink soda and all that, all of those things and listening to my body, you know, because sometimes you just got to, if you have chronic pain and, you know, severe illness, you just got to know when to stop and it's okay if you need to stop, you know. Um, Right, right, definitely. And yeah, all that and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is like, you know, um, they may go through a bout of um, chronic pain or, you know, they may have um, a, knee, a knee issue or an ankle issue and um, or like some kind of inflammatory issue. I know um, autoimmune disorders are becoming more and more prevalent in our society right now. I'm not going to debate the whys of that, but it is the fact that um, they're becoming more common, you know. So, um, you know, I would say there's lies. Right, yeah. They really do. I've I've been on that route before, and yes, um, uh, you know, don't just stop cold turkey, absolutely. You know, don't, none of that. But opioids will make you hurt worse because, they will put you within withdrawal quickly, especially if you just need higher doses and higher doses and higher doses to maintain the same level of pain management. Then, then you drop down into withdrawal. Uh, right, and withdrawal is and incredibly painful as well. So you know, it'll make like, you hurt worse. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, you it know, hurts, so withdrawal basically hurts worse than than the actual pain that you started taking the the uh the opioids in the first place to me at least no no i mean that's um i've heard that a lot from a lot of different people that have said you know when they've gone through withdrawal that's a pretty common um statement that the withdrawal is more painful than the initial wound or, you know, whatever it was that was, you know, giving you pain to begin with. So, yeah. Yeah. I think opioids really should only be used for short term. Definitely not long term pain management. It's not, it's not really a solution. Right. Yeah. It's not meant for, um, you know, consistent pain management. It's basically for um, short term. Yes. 
But anyway, sorry, I got off traffic because, you know, off, to- off topic. Because, because you're you know. talking, because you're communicating about, um, you know, real things that um, you've gone through in the hopes that it can help someone else. And that's a very um, wonderful thing that you're doing is sharing. Well, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I've been I've been there. I've been there, done that, and even though I'm so young, <laughs> I've been there and done yet, but you know. So I, if 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 my if anything that I say can help somebody else with their chronic pain issues or with their stuff that they go through, you know, I will. I'm more than happy to do whatever I can to share, you know. But yeah, I got off. Right. I got off topic. But yeah, so. Well, that's okay. Look, that's okay. I mean, it is. Uh, you know. It's our show. We can talk about whatever we want. Now, um, so basically, if you're interested in making a crystal elixir, uh, basically you're if you put your crystal or whatever it is in a bowl or a jar of water, and you put the bowl. You can put the bowl in um, or the jar in sunlight, or you can put it under moonlight. Or you can just um, put it out on the counter or whatever, and you basically let that crystal infuse the water, and then you drink the water. I mean, that's basically what you're doing. You're you're infusing the water with the crystal. You infuse your intention into the crystal, and then you transmute that energy into the water, and hopefully that will help you heal. That's really so, cool. Yeah, and there's tons of websites out there. There's also a um, a whole load of videos on YouTube you can look at. Um, I definitely would say make sure that uh, the crystal that you want to use is is in line with your intention. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the intention of pain relief. It can be the intention of, like we were discussing with the um, aquamarine, it could be the intention of being better at talking and speaking to people. You know, whatever the intention of that stone is, um, you can use that, but just make sure that it's a stone that can be used for that purpose. Um, because, like I said, mm-hmm. some stones can be, some, you know, stones, rocks, crystals can be toxic. So, Right. And I, I and I think there's different levels as well of, like, um, amplification, you know. Um, like, if, if, you're, if your rock or your stone or your crystal is indeed, you know, safe to use for that, you know, you could, you could make this a whole, you could make this a whole ritual, you know. If you can you can do something as simple as just you know putting the crystal in a wa- uh, a, a glass of water or a bottle of water, make sure there's no BPA plastic in there, <laughs> and right. um, letting it soak overnight or in the light of the moon, you know, depending. Or you can you know go all out on it, you know, write down your intentions on a piece of paper and you know speak them out loud and you know, really, really get all intricate with, with what you're, you're trying to do. Um, you know, you can, you can, that's, that's the fun part. That's the fun part of all kinds of stuff is you can make it as, you can do as much or as little as you want. (laughs) 
Right. You can do as much or as little as you want. And um, not only that, but if you do have a stone that you would like to use that is toxic, one of the things you can do is put it uh, put it in a bowl and put a separate bowl of water, like, on top of it. So you could have, like, a bowl within a bowl where your stone is not actually in the water, and um, but that it's still in you know, doing that infusion of energy. Right. That's a good idea. You know, and it, it all just depends on, like, your, your intentions and what you really want out of it. Right. Um, yeah. So for, for so, healing that... Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about... Um, it's springtime, and now is, like, a really good time to do spell crafts. And really, spell crafts are, like, anything you infuse your intention into. But um, there are some really cute, like, springtime spell crafts that uh, I wanted to talk about, and, like, writing poems and, and doing Easter eggs. So for us, doing Easter eggs is kind of a spell craft. Yeah. Right? So... Um, I thought that was a lot of fun, and um, I really liked how when you were doing the Easter eggs or the Ostera eggs, um, you made a spellcraft and you did the chakras. So it's something really uh, small and simple, but I feel like the energy that you put into that would... Um, be something that would help you balance your chakras out. So, because you were like putting your intention into the eggs, and then you were um, coloring them and you were decorating them with the magical symbols, and then you eat them, right? Yeah, I didn't eat them, but yeah, you right. can. That would be a good idea to do. Right. Exactly. So that's really. Um, Kind of the way that I think about spellcrafts is anything that you are um, putting your intention into. And so there's, like, lots of different things that you can do as far as, like, spellcrafts. You can um, create altars. You can make amulets, um, charm bags, herbal charm bags. You can make um, candles, bowls and uh, beauty products and musical instruments. You can make a book of shadows. You can make candles and and um, bowls and chalices. I think I said bowls already. But, you know, there's just so many different ways that you can create, infuse your intention into that creation to help manifest what you want to happen. Yeah, and I think I think that um I think everyone should really do something, you know, just just try to create, you know. Right. Um and I think it's a a very a very good thing to express yourself creative creatively. And I think expressing yourself creatively is um a way to help manifest things in your life as well. So um, when you're creating, you are um, really aligning with, like, your higher purpose. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So, um, do you want to, do we want to play the song now and head on out, or? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about some, some blue foods, because you know me. I always have to talk about the foods. And um, there's really not a lot of blue foods. Um, they're not super common, but they're very important to add into your diet. So blue foods tend to help you with your memory, with urinary tract health, and and obviously because they're packed with, you know, pigment-related flavonoids and phytonutrients, um, they're going to be anti, anti-cancer or reduce your risk for cancer. So, like um, what kind of blue foods? So, uh, blue foods, well, there's not really a lot of blue foods. I can think of, like, blue corn, blueberries, uh, corn flowers, or bachelor buttons. Those are um, edible. Uh, you know, we also you also have, like, blue algaes. And um, so algaes are always really, really good. You have blue cheese. Um, blue blue mushrooms. There are uh, purple potatoes, but they consider that a blue food for some reason. I'm I'm not really sure why they. Yeah. Um. So there are uh, blue pea flowers. So um, yeah, blue is like one of those really uh, rare colors that you find um, in nature. You don't, there's not a lot of true blue foods or plants. It's not a very common plant. But there are, um, like, blue algaes are, are very, very uh, nutritious, and, you know, there's some good things out there. But it's not a lot. But those blue things, if you can fit them into your diet occasionally, is really good. It's really good to do that. Um, also, there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I don't remember what it is now. The um, Yeah. Well, you know, so what song are we going to play for our end? Since we kind of just, like, talked this whole time, and I had a list of songs that we could have played. Should we play more than one? Should we play, um, like, two songs going out? Well, I know that I really well. We can talk about our next color show. Oh yeah, let's talk about our next color. I forgot about that. Okay, so we will be back on um, Wednesday, April the eighteenth. We'll be back on Wednesday, April the eighteenth, and we will be talking about white. Right. So tell me a little bit about white. Just like you know, quick throw it out there because there was something well, that wh- you said to me the other day that I really um I really liked about white um I don't remember what I said but <laughs> oh about the chakra about the chakra you said it you always like envision it as white as opposed to like um indigo was it the crown chakra was that the one you were talking oh, yeah. about yeah or was, I personally, I always imagine it as white, and then my third eye as like a deep purple, um, and then my my throat as a as a very very blue kind of 
me personally. But yeah, I always envision my my crown chakra as as white personally. You know, so I personally do. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting, and um, I really like it when people say, okay, this this thing may not be exactly what people say it is, but this is how it resonates to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I really liked that, that you identified that white resonated as your crown chakra. I thought that was really cool. Um, So we'll be talking about white on our next show, and there are several ways that you can also ask us questions, like our our question we had tonight. That was a really great question, and um, I'm going to get back to that person um, personally as well about the things that we talked about. So hopefully they're listening and they kind of, you know, heard what we were talking about. But I'm going to get back to them with some more specifics on that topic. Um, so you can follow me, Maggie the Green, at um, on Instagram, and you can follow Daphne Jewel on Instagram at. Go ahead and throw out your tag there. That's Dreads for Life. D R E A D Z dot dot life um, and that's my personal Instagram page um, and we also so feel free to you know use that exercise that that blue throat chakra you know don't be afraid to to speak up or you know ask a question or if you would like to know something about a topic you can comment on any of our stuff you can comment on our Facebook page Petals and Potions which is up and running it's a little bare but we're working on it it's still up and running though and you can also personally directly message us through email at um petals and potions ttrn at gmail.com mm-hmm. at gmail.com that's right so yes feel, please like feel free to share message us comment about anything um, interact with us, give us your um, suggestions, ask us questions. You know, this is uh, Petals and Potions, Better Living Through Nature. Oh, and um, Mom, uh, I wanted to uh, play that, that, one, that one song. You wanted, did you find it? Um, no, that one was not in there, but let me play this really? one and then... We'll talk in the green room, okay? All right, that's cool. So what what song is this, Ben? So I am going to play Celia, who I absolutely adore, and I'm going to play her song, Everyday Goddess. So this is Celia with Everyday Goddess. It's really no big deal. And this is Everyday Goddess. She 
Okay, and that was Incubus Succubus into the Fae. And this is Maggie the Green saying good night. This is Petals and Potions following All Acts of Love and Pleasure on Pagans Tonight Radio Network. Great Right Radio Wednesdays. Join us in two weeks on the 18th for our next show, All About White. Good night. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight.